Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome back. It is always good to have you connect with us. If it's your first time, we're so grateful to have you come and just engage with this message today. Now, this past week, I was uh, working through some social media, looking for something very specific. And as I'm scrolling, I came across a post. Came across a post of a guy that I haven't seen in a while. So I kind of stopped just to check in what was, what was going on. And as I read his post, <laughs> Uh, I realized that he was um, highly upset (laughs) at what was going on in our nation. He had a bit of a bone to pick with our government. Um, And uh, he really lent into some of the social um, struggles that we're facing within our nation. Um, He wasn't kind about it. He wasn't polite about it. He was very direct. And in my opinion... Um, he was actually uh, quite um, over the top with some of his statements, exaggerated some of the things that were, were going on. Now, please, not for a minute am I endorsing anything that our government is doing. Um, but at the same time, I, I can also pick up when someone's just being emotional, when something has happened or they've just had too much of something. And as a result, They've allowed their emotions to get the better of them. And as a result, they are now reacting and responding from that space. I get it. We've all been there. Chances are, if you read this person's post, you may actually have agreed with him. You may not agree with me. You may have looked at the post and gone, that is exactly true. If you live within the borders of South Africa, chances are you you may feel exactly the way that he feels. And as you read these sorts of captions or you read the the news or the headlines or the whatever that he engaged with, what happens to you? What happens to you when you read these things? Chances are there's a sense of frustration that comes about. Isn't that true? A sense of frustration, a a sense of disappointment, a sense of maybe a bit of anger. And when this happens, what happens? (laughs) We respond. (laughs) We respond. In his case, he responded. You know, he got right onto that keyboard and won every war that ever needed to be fought in this nation. (laughs) And as I read... His response, his comments, as I read into his tone, the emotion that was attached to it, like a question came up inside of me. As a Jesus follower, if you claim to be a Jesus follower, but in my case, as a Jesus follower, How should I respond to these headlines? How should I respond to what I feel is unjust in our nation? How should I respond to 
corruption and all of these things that we, we see getting pulled out in the, in the media day in and day out. Whether you live in South Africa or you live overseas because South Africans, it's all over. It's in every nation of the world. So no matter where you live, how do you respond when you see these things? But how should you respond as a Jesus follower? You see, if you call yourself a Jesus follower, that means that you hold what is called a biblical worldview. It means that you, you view the world around you through a certain lens. You, 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 you view the world around you through Scripture, through the heart of God, through what did Jesus have to say about what's going on. And it leans us into asking the question, what does a biblical response look like? in those moments? Tough question. Because you and I know what a normal response looks like, don't we? We see something, it triggers an emotion. That emotion causes us to spiral. That emotion spirals out of control. Before we know it, we've lost time. Why? We, because we've got so sucked into that thing that we're kind of stuck there. We're stuck inside of that space where everything's just gnarly and, 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 and gross and, and life doesn't make sense. And we end up completely distracted. And in reality, we are distracted as a result of our fear, out of our, a result of our anger, our disappointments, our insecurities. These are the things that are actually coming out as we're engaging with this. As with this guy whose message I read, it was full of these tones, full of this emotion, full of fear, full of anger, full of disappointment full of his own insecurities. And yes, he claims to be a Jesus follower. And that's why a trigger in my own heart for me as a Jesus follower, how should I respond? And as we consider these emotions that we deal with in this sort of scenario, it so reminds me of a a moment in the life of the history of the nation of Israel. Where we, we see in the Jewish scriptures, it's recorded in Exodus 32. We see God wanting to speak directly to his people. So he invites them up a mountain to go and speak to him. But out of their own fears of engaging with him, the people choose not to talk to God, but instead they say to Moses, Moses, you go, you go on our behalf, you go talk to God, come back with a message. We feel much safer to do that. So they go, they send Moses and Moses goes and climbs this mountain to go and hear from God. And apparently it was a long conversation. 
Like apparently there was a lot to download in the moment and uh, it was going to take some time. This was during the time when, when Moses is receiving the Ten Commandments and all of these things are going on. And as this process takes too long, according to the people of Israel, the people start to get impatient. The people, the people start to, to, to feel the way that you and I may feel when, when, as we're speaking into things in our country, taking longer than we expected them to take. And in their minds, it's like, hey, yet another leader that's, uh, that's kind of slacking off, you know, yet another political structure that's failing. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we send this leader out. He doesn't do his job. Bottom line, we're done with this, with this leader. He's been away too long. We want a new one. We want a new leader. So what do they do? They go to Moses' brother, Aaron. They say to Aaron, Aaron, this, this guy Moses, now what's interesting is before this, he was like this mighty man of God, Moses, this prophet who has saved us from, the, from, from, from our oppressors and brought us into a place where we can head into a land that was promised for us. He's this incredible man and he goes from that into, if you read scripture right there, it's like this fellow Moses, we don't know where he is, we're done with him. And if ever you've wondered what leadership's like, that's leadership right there. <laughs> but they consider Moses to be absent. They want a new leader. And they say to Aaron, Aaron, make for us a new leader. So Aaron says to them, all right, bring me all the gold that you brought with you out of Egypt. Bring me all your gold jewelry. He takes that gold jewelry, he melts it down and he shapes a calf out of gold. And he says to them, all right, now come back tomorrow. Tomorrow we will worship. And while God and Moses are busy having this powwow, this, this meeting up on the mountain, God turns to Moses and he's like, Moses, you better get down there because the people that you're leading they're about to do something really stupid. And if I was you, I would get to them. Moses heads down the mountain. He gets there. He confronts them. He restores order. And as we listen to this story, don't certain aspects of it feel familiar? Don't certain aspects of this feel like it resembles quite a bit of our attitudes, quite a bit of our behavior. That whenever things aren't quite going our way, when things aren't happening in the time frame that, that we want it to happen, that we start to make our own plans, that we start to, to kind of second guess God. At the moment that leadership looks and sounds and behaves different to what we expect. Then we start making our own plans. It's like we, we, we say to God, God, you know, in all honesty, I'm not sure what your plans were today, 
but don't worry about them. You can relax because I've got this. I've got this. Then what do we do? Man, we take to Facebook. We take to Twitter. We take to every known social media platform that we can think of. And we go and we win our own wars. And ultimately, all that we end up doing is echoing an emotional response. We end up just being another negative voice in an ocean of negative noise. I love what, what, what John Foreman from the band Switchfoot said, where he said, if we're just adding to the noise, switch off the song. Great line for our lives. If we're just adding to the noise, maybe we should stop that track. And that's our natural response. That's our natural reaction. But I believe that Moses steps into this space and Moses comes and shows us a biblical response. Because the part that I left out in that story is before Moses heads down the mountain, God actually says to Moses, Moses, I'm done with these people. I'm done with these people. It's over. In fact, he looks at Moses and he says to Moses, these people that you brought out of Egypt, I'm taking them out. I am finished with their gripes, I'm finished with their moaning, I'm finished with the fact that, that when it comes to any form of leadership, they're just disrespectful towards it, I'm done, I'm finished. We'll just take them out. Now, if you've read the story up until this point, I'm exceptionally surprised at Moses' response. Because if I was in Moses' position, I may have just gone, you know, God, I think that's a fantastic idea. You've got to rid me of one enormous problem. <laughs> I'm in agreement. Let's do that. I'll just hang here with you. But thank God Moses wasn't me. No, Moses, Moses essentially turns to God and says to God, God, these are your people. They're not my people. These are your people who you rescued out of Egypt. And then Moses does something. In the midst of the most insanely bad headlines, in, in, in the middle of, 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 of news that should have crushed his own spirit, these people that he's trying to lead, this is how they're behaving, this is their the, the fact that they're so ungrateful, uh, we can throw a million things out there. In the middle of that, instead of getting crushed by his own despondency, it's right there that Moses turns to God and, and this is what he says to God. He says, he says, remember, remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, you bound yourself with an oath to them. What's he saying? He's saying, you made a promise. You, you engaged with them with a promise. 
You bound yourself with an oath to them, saying, I will make you descend, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all this land that I have promised to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. Right there, guys and ladies, Moses goes and shows you and shows me a biblical response to bad news, a biblical response to headlines that want to crush us. Moses comes and shows us the way that we should respond in those moments. And it's actually quite simple. The truth is, when you're triggered emotionally, before you start to spiral, stop. Just stop. Talk to God and remember His promise. Stop. Talk to God and remember His promise. You see, because up until then, all that you've engaged with is the noise. All that you've engaged with is the negativity. All that you've engaged with is all the stuff that would make you pack your bags and emigrate. (laughs) That would make you pack your bags and leave your home. Would make you put in your resignation and mean it. All that's happened in that moment is that you've engaged with everything that would tell you it's not worth it. But there's something else to engage with, and that is the heart of God for your life. And how do I engage with with His heart? In those moments, I come right back to His promises. I stop, I talk to God, and I remember His promises. When you get distracted, when you get distracted, talk to God and remember His promises. Because guys and ladies, you get to choose. You get to choose. Engage with the noise or engage with His promise. Engage with the problems attached to the noise or engage with His promise attached to His heart. You're going to choose a headline. What headline are you going to choose? Because whichever position you take, you will live from that position. Whatever lens you choose to view life through, you will live from that lens. That guy whose Facebook posts I I, I, I I read, chances are he lives an incredibly unhappy life. Ramon, how can you say that? That's so judgmental. It's not actually. I just went and read a lot of his Facebook posts and they all made me want to slit my wrists. I, I, I was like, how on earth do we live in the same nation? How can we live in the same space, probably 30 kilometers apart, and see life so differently. I think it's simple. 
We're just choosing our headlines. As he engages with the headlines of the problems and everything out there, that's the position that he's living his life from. And I'm not saying I always get it right, guys and ladies. Please don't hear that. I, I get it wrong. But I choose to live from the headlines of the promise of God. But in order to live from His promise, in order to choose His promises for my life, I need to know His promises. I need to know His promises. In order for you to live from His promises, you need to know His promises. What are His promises for your life? As I engage with Scripture, I, I engage with the promises that He has for me. And today I'm just going to share one of them that I've hung on to for me and for my family, living in a space where politically things are pretty messed up. My prayer for you is that you would go and find those promises. If you want to use this one, feel free. It's a great promise. And I happen to believe that it can apply for you if you choose it. Here's the promise. It's Psalm 37, verse 23 to 26. It says this, it says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. Now the truth be told, I want to be godly. I want to be godly. I want to engage with the heart of God. And as I engage with the heart of God, as I surrender my life to Him, as I, as I choose to surrender my emotions in that moment when the headlines come, up, it's like I'm surrendering myself under his will. So I step into the space of a godly, and, and it says that, that, that the Lord will then direct my steps. Do you want him to direct your steps? Because you know what? When he directs your steps, there's a, a certain sense of safety in that. There's a certain sense that, that I know that God's not not going to go and wreck my life. <laughs> he may send me into dangerous places, but he won't leave me. He will direct my steps. So the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He then goes on to say this. He says, he delights in every detail of their lives. He delights in every detail of their lives. That tells me that there's no area of my life that God has forgotten me in. There's no area of my family's lives that he's forgotten. Not just has he not forgotten, but he delights in every area. He wants me to invite him in to every area of my life. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. As I read that line, it's an old saying that I've lived by for a long time and that is this that you can never fall further than the hand of god and that's really what he's saying there that though we stumble his hand's right there to catch us he says this in verse in in, in the very next verse he says once i was young and now i'm old yet i've never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread guys and ladies that is God's promise to us. 
In another translation, it says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. You know what? I hang on to that promise of God for me, for my family, because it speaks into my son's generation as well, that my son will never beg for bread. He carries on. He says this, he says, the godly always give generous loans to others. So it's not just that you won't beg, but you'll have enough to live with an open hand to those around you. And then he ends it off with this, and their children are a blessing. I believe that my child will be a blessing. How? As we choose to honor God, as we choose to hang on to his promise, we choose his headlines and not all the negative junk that's flowing around us. And when there are things that affect us, that, 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 that can affect us so easily, hey, again, we bring this promise into that and we say, Lord, you got this. You've got this. I don't need to worry. I wonder where are you at today when it comes to the promises of God on your life? Where are you at when, when, when it comes to, to the promise that He lays out here for us, where He says that the Lord directs the steps of the godly, that He delights in every detail of their lives, that though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. That once I was young and now I'm old, <laughs> yet I've never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Because the godly always give generous loans to others and their children are a blessing. And that's his promise for us to live in as we follow him. You see, as I speak through this, in order for me to see life through his lens, there's a process of humility that needs to take place where I need to come and Humble myself to His leading, to His guiding. And, and not trying to figure out how I can jip over the system so that I don't get screwed over in the process because the government's actually out to get me. No. No, I take my hands off the controls. I say, Lord, it's your timing, not mine. Lord, it's, it's your plan, not mine. Lord, it's your will, not mine. And ultimately, I'm living for your glory. I'm living for you to be seen in my life, not me. And I promise you guys and ladies, when we adopt that posture and we start to live in his promise, it'll change the way that we see the world around us. It doesn't make problems disappear. It's not some magic juju juice that just um, covers everything and, and, and we can put our, stick our heads in the ground. No, real life's going to happen and it continues to happen. But, but, as we engage with His promise, His promise starts to unfold in our lives, even in the midst of all kinds of crazy stuff going on around us. He comes and protects us. He comes and leads us comes and guides us and he comes and shows us how to live even in the midst 
of the craziness. I wonder today, where are you at? Where are you at? My heart for you is that today you will adopt the next step of if ever you find yourself staring like a deer in headlights at a headline, that right there in that moment, you will not spiral, but stop. Stop. Talk to God and remember His promise. Maybe your first step is to go find His promise. Once you've found His promise, get it into you. Make it a part of you so that when the craziness happens, you can remember it, call it out, and thank Him for His promise for your life and your family. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, that as, uh, as we just engage with this message, Lord, as we allow the realities of the truth of who you are to come and settle in our hearts, Lord, that yeah, we, we do. We daily have to engage with headlines. Just we get to choose our headlines, Lord. That yeah, even though... <laughs> Some of the, the headlines make us want to jump ship, so to speak. Father God, I thank you that you remain true to your promise for our lives, Lord. Lord, that your promise is what goes ahead of your peace in our lives. And as we engage with your promise, as we get your promise into our hearts and into our lives, that in the moments when it matters, your promise becomes a reality in us and brings your peace with it. May we engage with your promise. May we engage with your heart for our lives. That you come, that we don't have to be distracted, that we do not have to try and erect some little golden calf for ourselves, metaphorically speaking, and try to control the situation, try and control you. But Lord, that we can take our hands off the moment, trust you with it, and hang on to your promise and allow your peace to come and sustain us through it. We love you. These lives are yours. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We will see you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.